I just hit record. You guys should hit record. Alright, we're on the we're on the air. I'm on the we're air. On we're air. on the air. Let's get it. Happy to Welcome. happy to be here. Welcome all to the Piss Take Podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Max. And I'm joined today by two very good friends. Hey. Aw. Why don't you guys introduce <laughs> yourselves? Uh yeah, I'm, I'm Celebre. I'm a I'm a friend of the good old good old piss take. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of the piss. Hey, you know you know I piss on my grave. You know that's what we do. Ooh, piss, hey. piss on my grave. Piss, piss on my grave. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> All right. And uh, uh, Mr. Bubkins. Is... Yep. Um, my name. We'll just. You know, we'll just go by Dippy Bupkins, uh, as I'm known, known well. No, no, my name is Jaken. All right, that's my normal. Both are similarly strange. I'm sorry, I have to, I have to, um, I have to take this just for a second here, Max. Uh, Jaken's a well-known Hornets fan, and his Hornets are sucking right now. My Timberwolves are doing great, so good for that. Anyway, continue. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got am some a, sports a, beef. You know, I like the Charlotte Hornets. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I like all the bad teams because one day they will be good. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's, 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 that's how um, it works. I, I, I have heard I like that's the, your philosophy, that you, you, know, you like to follow bad teams. There's the bandwagon and there's the, like, the, the wagon inverse. that's pulled by a horse cart. And that's me. <laughs> the inverse. God. Okay. The, the upside um, down wagon, you know. The proverbial uh, yep. Chekhov's maybe we'll see in like three or five thousand years wagon. Yeah, I like to think it was some strong philosophical statement, but it really wasn't. It was really me just not caring about sports like five years ago and then committing like two years ago. And it was just the wrong thing I committed to, but now I'm committed. Get All right, me. well, I'm so, wholly unprepared to talk about this any further, so yeah. I'm going to... <laughs> I'd hijack that for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we uh, we have limited time tonight, so we have to we have to stay focused. We have to stay focused because, folks, we're here to play a game. Oh boy! Don't don't do this to me. Don't we're playing do this the game to tonight. No, we're playing the game tonight, you guys. Is this the Game of Thrones podcast, Max? No, it's born on the floor. Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, we're I, talking I, about. <laughs> Succession, HBO's newest sensation. Can we uh, can we insert just like the the Nick Screlly, not Screlly, but can we get that that bass booming in? Oh right my now, god! Please? Okay, he just confused the guy who composed the score to Moonlight and <laughs> If Beale Street Could Talk with Martin Screlly. <laughs> you gotta love uh, it. I mean, I knew neither of those names. You guys His wanna, name is Nick wanna... Bratelli. I know. I just love that Nic- Scrilly. It's, it's Nicholas Bratell. Uh, <laughs> uh, not Bratelli. He's a Bratelli um, in my mind. <laughs> not on my note cards. Oh, Jake and can we, can we have I note cards? Your, can, I, can I hear your best rendition of the Succession theme song? Uh. Mm. Nope, it's all right. Thank you. 
Uh, so now that we've established the mood, we're here to talk about HBO's Succession because it's a show that I am thinking a lot about these days and talking a lot about these days. And Ben and Jake don't watch it. So oh, boy. They're missing out. I had to, really? I had to call my boys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Jake, well, I didn't know you were watching this, Jake. I'm a man of many interests. Ooh. So I'm just sad that we couldn't have talked about this earlier because I was ooh fiending. What you were? Well, what you you had I, a lot to say before? I, well, I mean, like during the actual like airing of the show, the week to week tension, the just the discourse. I know me and you, uh, we previously we uh, we were talking as it was going on, but I didn't. If, yes. I, if I could have gotten some Jake and takes at the time, I would have been very very pleased. Maybe we'll have to have a group DM when season three starts. Oh, I think for sure, be fun. For sure. Um, but, uh, so, Subray, why don't you tell us what Succession is about, if people don't know what Succession's about. All right. Uh, <laughs> Succession is about, uh, essentially, a family, as they like to shove down your throats. It's a family of very rich, very affluent people uh, of the most deplorable kind, and their interactions with one another as they, uh, you know, Try and uh, destroy the world, I guess? Is that is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't even mentioned the succession part of the show. Ah, yes. Very important. Yeah. There's uh, the, the family patriarch, if you will, played by one... Uh, ah, I'm blanking right now. Jeez. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Cox. Uh, is... In the very beginning, the very beginning, he is ill, and there is a, uh, there is a throne that is empty. If we're gonna talk about HBO, there's a throne that's empty, uh, with Brian Cox's illness, and the family's trying to figure out who's gonna take that spot. As the seasons the show... play out, there is. Uh... And they are all like dramatically incompetent. <laughs> Very much They're just so. Just the most evil, stupid people you could possibly imagine. Yes. Like, absolutely. Yes. Unmoored from reality and like only connected to their like personal. Moment interest like their insecurities and their vices and that's like that's it <laughs> and even the guy that you're like most rooting for ends up like covering for a series of terrible i feel like we should talk about that sexual like crimes on boats so i feel yes. like we should talk about the characters that we resonate well, i don't know i'm not sure if resonates the right word but the characters that were our personal avatars uh <laughs> Well, okay, so, this, yeah, this this is something that I, well, I think, I, I did want to kind of pose a question to you guys just about these people and, and I guess, the idea of identifying with them and things like that. And, like, do, is there any character in this show that is, like, a actual, like, moral compass or some kind of audience stand-in? Like, or are, are all of them... Yes, yes, there is. Okay, who is? I think I, I think it's clearly Tom. I think from the from the See, I think you're outset, right too. it's Tom that is yeah. just he's the one guy who's like he's failing. Like he's trying so hard to be bad, but he's so obviously failing at it. Right. I, I think that that right. he's the, the the person that everyone is just empathizes with. The very especially at the very end. I don't know if we want to get there now, but just the very the very end of season two, you're just like, oh, Tom, my my guy. Well, what do you think, Jagan? You know, I think that. When you are surrounded by so much uh, deplorableness that your standards for goodness are lowered. Because Tom is the most, like, 
sympathetic, but he's only sympathetic because he's bad at being <laughs> evil, but he's not necessarily trying to be good. Right. So I would probably say that, like, as in any show, you, you connect to characters that are more similar. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, Greg, he's, you know, oh, oh. he's coming from. Greg is but, my like, boy. Greg is just an idiot, but he's, like, not, he's still, like, not Actually, good. Can, like, can, can we please refer to him as Gregory, you know? just 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 for the, the podcast? <laughs> Gregory, please. I will say, uh, I will say rewatching. No woman, no crime. <laughs> <laughs> I will say rewatching the, the, the second season finale, I was, uh, I was, very very struck and i felt very seen by greg refusing to take off the shoes so people couldn't see his toenails <laughs> that, that hit that with you def- yeah that was definitely yeah that 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 made me cry oh fuck uh it's just a fungus max <laughs> people have fungus um i i think That's it's tom true. too though like i i i, I agree because i he yeah, he obviously wants to be a bad guy. <laughs> like, He's trying he so hard. Like wants to, he he throws himself into all of these just horrible, horrible tasks, and and with like his commits himself oh, to these things. Because in like, his in his know, heart of hearts, Fox news in his heart of hearts, he has to know he's never gonna be the CEO. He's never gonna get that spot. Like. His his plan his like oh his his plan with Shiv to be the to be the final successor to Logan it's just never gonna happen and he has to know that right right but can you give me one example where Tom has been offered the chance to do good yeah at his own expense yes. and he has done it I think I think the one of the, the the clear point for me was in season two where he doesn't like he doesn't tell Logan what Greg's done when Greg goes to Tom and he tells like he tells Tom hey. I I, I I I I told I told I told the reporter about 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 Logan. It's like don't 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 tell don't tell like Logan at all. And Tom has presented the opportunity and he doesn't. He straight up lies to Logan when that, that could have easily advanced him or fast tracked him presumably to be a better position in Logan's eyes. He doesn't rat on Gregory. And I think that that's a clear moment where you're like, all right, Tom is actually like a good I loyal think person. That was self interest because Greg still had all this crap on him for the the cruises right but i mean i definitely feel most sympathetic to tom because he is very human um and i, I will say uh a strong advocate for monogamy i don't know no, no, it's, it's, say more on that say more on that i think it's very important to tom's character uh, well, you know, I think that Shiv is, I mean, they, they're all kind of, they're pretty messed up, but he, he clearly does have just a desire for like the con, you know, like I think just a normal, like healthy relationship and the curveball at Shiv wanting to, you know, do all this weird stuff in their marriage for him is like actually super hurtful. And I think he feels like in this scenario where everyone's like, it's a fishy or a sharky, I don't know. Her, they're all just very cutthroat. I mean, Shiv, Shiv like doesn't scenario. want a husband. Like it's clear. Yeah, like no, I was like, why? Yeah. Why did she marry yeah. him? Shiv? Like I don't, Shiv wants like I, a like a secretary. That's like what she wants. Yeah. Uh, and so you do feel bad for him in that scenario because that is a very human desire. Um, <laughs> to, to not be drops on the night you know? of your wedding. That hey, it's gonna be open relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it'd be a blow to your morale. A, little bit. a tad, a tad. Um, Christ. But but just just to for that to have been withheld withheld as like any kind of as a as a as a you know a big like swinging point until the oh, end of sure. the season was really brilliant because oh, it's sure. it uh because it's just kind of like just yet, yet another extension of of Tom just just going along just with everything bending, just, just bending over yeah. just straight up yeah. not having like his own volition or I don't know character intent or it's just dis- destruction, like destructive. Just the cutting nature of yeah. everyone that that touches the the Logan fan, like the Roy family in general, right? And is that why do you think he is so maybe I don't know? Mean is not a very good word, but like so controlling of Greg is he in the first season because like that's really his only scenario where he can act out the you know strong authority figure and when he's in those positions of authority he takes <laughs> he, that's a hard he, he, oh yeah he makes people yeah. yeah like he really <laughs> oh absolutely he really does that when he has the opportunity but then in these all these other situations where he's with the family he's he's absolutely very, dominated yes yeah, yeah he's, he's a submissive just a whelp of a person so, yeah i don't know if, i feel like that's why i'm like i don't know if this guy's a good guy because every scenario he's been in authority he just abuses that, so, I, that that's that's yeah. completely um, fair he's 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 like where's the right where's the good safe room you know like where <laughs> yeah. yeah besides the human stools his like weird tension with the uh the, the female what's 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 her position what's her role at the the news the, the like editor of HM. yeah where he's, he's he's trying to assert some form of like fake dominance in the relationship that's just not there and she just keeps on <laughs> destroying him with these one-liners that are just brilliant Ugh. yeah she's she sounds like she's on cough syrup oh, I, I don't know I, what's, I don't know what's with her voice but it her, does it her, does its her, job her cadence is so great oh everyone's uh, cadence in this in this in this whole series is great the the way that that's true the way that, oh man, just to focus on Gregory some more, the way that he talks and he stutters and he's just so, so not present, but also just trying to... He sounds like he's giving a high school speech. <laughs> right? <laughs> it sounds like he has an age past like time. 15 in his life. And it's disgustingly beautiful. And everybody has like a pretty unique cadence and, and mm-hmm. kind of speech as mm-hmm. well, which is, which is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's there's there's... I mean, there's some similarities between, you know, the insults and everything mm. that we can we can definitely identify. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate everyone's individual voice in the show a lot because you see so much of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, super, like, doubly so for when, when Kendall or Jeremy Strong, when he's just transforming into a different being, how his, his right. voice just evolves and deteriorates into some kind of... I don't know. I'm back to the high school speech hey, person. <laughs> well, he's he just becomes a shell. Yeah, you know, in certain situations, he just like loses all. I mean, talk sense about, of self. You know, talking about bending over and like losing, losing your agency. Ugh. Uh, but man, I, I was personally, uh, you know, because Celebrity and I watched this finale when it uh the night it came out. We we. We, we had to coordinated it. We had to. Uh, we had to, and uh, I was uh, honestly kind of like, I was a little bummed out about the finale because I just, I just wanted some, some absolutely wild shit to happen. You ah. know, like, like in the season one finale. That yeah. Uh, 
you know, I wanted, I wanted some, I wanted somebody to die again. You know, I wanted some. <laughs> You're you out for blood. You're out for blood. I wanted, I just wanted some real crisis kind of stuff. Uh, but revisiting it again, man, that that episode is really incredible. And Bro, the the inter- the this, like the basically the trial of who's gonna take the the fall. With the, oh, everyone, well, yes. everyone just throwing yes. everyone under the bus was just yes. a- amazing. <laughs> just the uh, I, rewatching that that scene was just it was just masterful because it's like that 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 scene where they're discussing who's going to take the fall starts and it's like every uh, every person who starts talking, someone else is in the background <laughs> of the shot, and you get and their reaction at the end of yeah at the at the end of their well no at the end of their of that person's like speech that uh, like they boomerang the blame to the person in the in the background and it's just like it's just like going across the table Mm -hmm. uh and you see all of these all of these relationships uh and how they kind of played out throughout the the seasons yeah you you see all all of these conflicts that have been kind of brewing just uh just boil over in this in this setting which is like it's it seems like it's like kind of it, it's like kind of one of the only ways the show really has to do that is just these is just like a, a dinner party scene yeah but they, like they, the show will often I don't I'm not sure if fallbacks the right word but just the, any excuse to get everyone in the family together I, this is like most like a season two major point any excuse to get them all together it would happen and that's when all the sparks would fly and that's when the most the most just uh, in, not inspiring but rather just great chemistry happened and I think that's what makes the show amazing. Yeah, yeah. For such a dysfunctional family, they have much more family time, <laughs> right? And the, and the family time has to be explicitly in one of the most gorgeous venues or one of the most yep. luxurious dining areas that one could ever imagine. Well, it's. I think it's just because they 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 enjoy hurting each other so much, and I think that's <laughs> just. <laughs> I think I, I think do, that like that's what motivates them. Do I? I don't think they like actually like it. I don't know. I don't like. I think, I think it's just a defense mechanism. I think they actually. Like, I think there's many times throughout the season where it's like we want like actual like empathy from our siblings, and it just it's always pushed aside. It's not. It's never the right time. I think the only the actual time when it's actually okay is when when Kendall just breaks down in front of Shiv. And I forget what episode it was, but when he just says it's not me. It's not. It's not going to be me. And that's the only time when like two siblings are actually. At bat for each other, it feels like. I, 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 I think I think you get little glimpses of like genuine community and and like love between them between each like all these people here and there. But yeah, they're 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 super super you know super rare. Uh, the the ones that that always make me the most happy are when you get Kendall, Shiv, and oh, yeah. and Roman yeah, all together. Yeah. When you get when you get the the like the the sibling dynamic, you know, when they like when they sneak off to like smoke weed in season one and everything. That's so great. Oh, it's amazing. I love um, I love that first episode. Uh, I think it's the first episode when Kendall comes back from his his weird TV interview, and they're all just trying to figure out what happened, what changed, and they're just throwing all these goddamn insults at him. And they just they can't yeah. get, they can't get it out of them, and they just like they kind of just stop. They're just like, what the fuck? Ha-? Like you're just broken now. You're just gone. You're off one. And I think that was, I think that was amazing. I don't know. Yeah, well, they're so they're so like 
they're so brazen with each other. Mm-hmm. They're so that's that's obviously where like the entertainment comes from with the insults. Uh, <laughs> this show is extremely funny. We should say, yeah, uh, it's. I keep probably t- the funniest show on, on television right now. I keep trying opinion. to sell people like, on it by telling people you can either take it as like a, a very serious drama or hell, it's one of the best comedies out there. It's so it's yeah. I, I well, it's very sophisticated humor. Like wait, it's okay, not, you like, say that, but like, oh. like <laughs> there's. I mean, like some of it is, but I feel like you you have to uh, at least you have to come to it with an understanding that you have to think a little bit on some of these. Some of the I mean, some, some of the rejoiners, but then you get Roman saying like. You're a shit turger burger or some something I don't know, and it's just like oh, this is yeah, just like I, I third grade true. level. Come on, like I think I guess my point is it's not like Big Bang Theory type humor at <laughs> Fair all. Fair enough. It's, it's 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 humor I've never been exposed to at this. But there, it's like Shakespeare trying to roast people in the 21st century with like a ton of f bombs thrown in. <laughs> What, it ha- it, it's it's extremely it's it's very verbose and like there's a lot of like cultural reference points that it's that it's using um but i think like there's a lot of extremely extremely broad like physical comedy in the show as well that that plays That's exceptionally true. well the like, bore on the floor i think about it bore on the floor i think about uh greg i've talked to celebrity about this scene because i'm obsessed with it but uh, Greg trying to tell Tom that he thinks Shiv is cheating on him, and Greg and, and, and Tom like just almost just like beats will, him to death. Will not have it. <laughs> he will not have it. <laughs> that was the most uncomfortable scene. Like all of those scenes are so uncomfortable, but also hilarious. Oh, I think my <laughs> I think my favorite was the just the physical reaction of of Roman. Once he sees the the rocket just exploding, <laughs> and he just... that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> he just tips that... out. It's a, I, I read an interview where they, they talked about how like, they went through a couple different iterations of that scene where they're like, maybe we should have everybody see it up on a up on the screen at like the the party or anything like that. But oh man, that's a stroke of genius just for that to happen <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah, he never seems to like reflect on, Oh, you know, my one mistake killed like all of these people. Like he just kind of rolls by like, you it's know, quickly uh, shoved aside in the second face. season. Ken- Kendall's like, Oh man, I killed this, this kid in a car. And Roman's like, eh, you know, some Japanese people die. Like, eh, move on. <laughs> like, wait, what? He, he meets a he meets one of the one of the I don't know one of the best guest actors. His his random friend in the management training course, who I was oh, trying yeah, to search for great. his like opening oh, bit because it was amazing. Or he's just talking about like, well, I don't like to be defined, but you know, I could also go for some specific like it's just the like I don't know a quick riff of just him defining himself in such a weird obscure way that he immediately charmed himself to me i i wish i could find it that guy's been around a while he's he's i see him in other things as well well he's great uh uh other guest actor well not quite a guest act well everybody in the show is just exceptional yeah. like every every like ringer they bring in is just so good i mean holly hunter coming in oh my in god two. oh my god she almost fit, she I almost mean, steals the show away like multiple times. Oh, she, yeah. Well, she, you know, that's a tough thing to find someone to go up against Brian Cox, but you know they found it. You know, come on. No, it was. 
the last scene. Man, no, I don't know actors' names. Is this Rhea Jarrell. This is Rhea. The, this is the little, the little, okay, the little so bird, if you will. This is the um, Miss Incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yes, her yes. last. Okay, you have to refer to them by their <laughs> pop culture acting careers. Um, I'm not as. I'm not as uh, you know cool as you guys, so yeah, we're cool. Yeah, uh, we're definitely def- no. <laughs> uh, but her last scene with Ryan Cox, and oh man, what is it? What does she say? Like you, you're even lying to me now, or something, and you pull it off so well. It's some kind of superpower, isn't it? Yeah, lying like that. Yeah. Oh, oof. Just got me all man. in a rut with that one. What are our What are our favorite scenes of this show? See what what season both any uh okay i already talked about the rocket one in season one i think <laughs> i think i think that's the best i think that's just like the best punchline in the show like that's just the funniest it most definitely could be i couldn't i couldn't handle that i just couldn't handle it that <laughs> I, I think i think you just like straight up called me right after you watched that and i was like <laughs> i did call you it was amazing yeah I stopped the episode and I called you because I was laughing so hard. It's, it's a fucking great moment. I think my I, I think when Roman when Roman comes back from his his stupid I, I'm not gonna say stupid but his like basically his hostage taking I think that's a great scene when all the siblings are like talking to him and they're all like oh you you got hurt oh you oh you, and they're just doing their stupid kitty voices I think that's just the like encompassment of them as uh, siblings together and I, I really enjoyed that season from. Uh, the last episode, and he was actually like, he was actually yeah some, he was actually hurt. Some actual support, and they, they just shit on him so hard. They were not for that. It's yeah, it's it's very very funny to see like Roman actually like want wanting some kind of like genuine familial connection when it happens. Like it's it's <laughs> the, the the show the show uses that really well, and the show mm-hmm. like portrays his his like reticence of that so well the thing that i'm thinking about is the the scene uh between him and brian cox in the car oh. the episode after after he just gets whopped he hits just him bitch slapped yeah yeah, yeah. The, Where, the the level of gaslighting in that scene oh god roman roman won't even won't even acknowledge he that doesn't look he, won't, he doesn't look brian cox at he doesn't look at him at all like basically he just is yeah. always looking at the window yeah. Did, 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 did I even? I don't. I don't even think I even made contact. Did I? No. no I, I don't. I don't think. I, I would never. I would never. God. And like, and that right there is is like that's all you need to to see, just their entire relationship. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that. Just that one scene. Yep. You, you don't even need to hear anything more about anything that happened between the two of them ever, because you know, it's just that, that's it's just that's it. it that's that's how Brian fucking cox t- like treats everyone in that goddamn family Ugh. I th- oh also i think we would be remiss if we didn't mention tom's last scene with shiv in the last episode where he's just yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say it was probably the most emotionally mm. uh impactful i i thought i thought tom tom like really carried that last episode emotion emotionally in a lot of ways. Oh, I'm also thinking of the the DC episode. Um, just wait, does he testify? He, he testifies. He testifying. Oh yeah. yes, he testifies in in the episode oh, before yeah. the finale. Yeah, not in the finale. Okay, right. 
Yeah, it's not the finale. Yeah, it's just Greg that, that you see testifying <laughs> in the finale. It's just Greg at the very beginning. Yeah, he gets, he gets completely reamed by, um, no woman, no by I guess, the, Ber- the Bernie stand-in. Yeah, they get, he gets reamed by Bernie Sanders. Uh, man, just seeing, seeing Tom come back from that hearing in the penultimate episode and, and like, actually feeling feeling mad for him like like you know yeah. just feel feeling like wow like he really did just get completely fucked over with this just like got left just, out to dry just, just threw him to the wolves and man he i i think i think Mac, matthew mcfadden is walking such an incredible line with this performance with the tone of it because he 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 just shows so many different levels of just like we've said complete abuse of people mm-hmm. and uh just total total like control of yeah or i guess domination. <laughs> control control of getting dominated oh right right well i mean he's he's he's, he's abusive and he's mean he, and yeah but he but you see oh man there's like, a... <laughs> but, but, he, but he can he can be wounded like nobody else he can he can show his pain and his his like total alienation from everyone in this family and like his complete use of a use like his like the way he's been, he's been used as a, just a total tool and a cudgel by everybody. Mm. Oh man. Mm. Um but we've talked enough about Tom. We have. I think we should talk I don't feel like we've touched on uh the other Roy sibling enough. Uh our president to be Connor, Connor Roy. <laughs> And oh, his... yes. I have a very strong. Oh, let's take hear it. Well, I do want to talk about Connor. Yeah, go it. ahead. Well, okay. I mean, this is more for the future, but like, he has to actually have because okay, they keep showing this. Yeah, this Bernie stand-in as like the Democratic candidate. I just feel like they're really setting up Connor to be like a legitimate political candidate in an upcoming <laughs> for episode. Sure. And I feel like all the whole family is going to be at some point where they're screwed, and they realize that the con heads are like their only hope and like Connor's somehow swept the nation and they've all been giving him crap for it but then they're gonna realize that he has an actual shot I just feel like this this show models reality to an extent that I could see that happening yeah I mean like they've been slowly ramping up you know how like his support like how the con I'm really waiting for the I'm really waiting for it because I feel like every children every one of the children expresses some kind of like Logan in them I'm waiting for Connor to have like the power or some kind of just basically the power to to become that debased evil individual that we all kind of see in touches. I mean, I think I I I, I think you're right, Jaken. I think I, I I wrote down that like clearly that they are like setting up some kind of huge schism with Connor. Like Connor is going to I think he's going to break off from the family, like from the looks of it, because he's not getting that money. Just, well, he's not getting the money, and and it's and it's just becoming increasingly clear that like nobody takes him seriously whatsoever, and like in like even even with all of his layers of delusion, he's finally starting to get it and see that. Uh, like he gets angry, like he you can see him close to snapping, uh, several times at least, and especially that last scene with his dad, where his dad just totally belittles him. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, because you know. He's crazy, but um, <laughs> I could see him just 
Yeah, but I'm. Turning on everyone. I mean, where, where? I mean, mm-hmm. do we? I, I, I don't, I don't. They've never acknowledged like Trump in this show. So like, what, what is like, what is the equivalent of Trump? Is it going to be Connor? It has to be right. That's what. You, that's what you have to wonder, right? That was the whole. The I just need a small loan. Right? That's the whole. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for the people, even though I live in a goddamn, I don't know, hotel in New York City in the middle of it. It's like. <laughs> It has to be him. He has. He has to be the avatar yeah, for. They, they mirror the Trump family, to an extent, but not. It's not like so cut and dry. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 They're like in a. Like the one. They're semi-attractive person, but she's also. Also, know, everyone's I competent like in terms more, of. Yeah, and the only competent one, pseudo, but she's also, I think, a lot more. Connor. At least cut Connor is also supposed to be like. Um, he's supposed to be one of the. Uh, one of the coke nephews the the no the Koch nephews yeah the Co- he's ah. yeah he's supposed to because he, because uh because yeah. wyatt Koch they do resemble that as well well wyatt Koch is apparently is apparently like some kind of wild west obsessive and he like lives <laughs> on a ranch by himself Jesus. yeah he like he he has his own ranch and he and he like pretends to be a cowboy that's what he does with all his money hmm. uh, um well it's good you brought that up because i read a book that talks about a lot about um i don't know if you read it's called dirty money but it talks a lot about um money and politics and the Koch brothers and they the family definitely is like a weird combination of the Koch brothers and like the trump family and i don't know the murdochs like, that's, that's murdochs murdoch yeah. family I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about um the two like James Murdoch as uh, as Kendall apparently apparently James Murdoch likes hip hop, which I think is Kendall Kendall's best the... characteristic is that he's like a '90s hip hop head. That's like <laughs> the best shit. Oh man! Oh my god! I wish I um, saw someone do like him as a costume with the the L O G A like the baseball tee or whatever. Great costume. Yeah. Great costume. I wanted. To... That's tempted. Can you explain you two are rap people? Can you explain something to me? <laughs> what? Please. When he says L to the OG, I thought L symbolizes like loss. What What does he mean in his rap when he's like L to the OG? What, well, like, I don't think I, he's using L in that context. Yeah. In in, in that what is, way. What does L mean? It's just I, I think just he's just trying know. to get the name in. Like I don't, I don't think it's that deep. I think he's just trying to get like OG and look ah L O G get it although it could be it like could be foreshadowing L. it could be foreshadowing. oh no it could be foreshadowing. He's, gonna, he's gonna serve he's gonna serve him that l <laughs> no an l isn't good i'm not satisfied but i'll take it uh, we're sorry <laughs> that's all i got uh can we talk about uh can we talk about his friend kendall's friend who i uh i've always commented Stewie? was yeah Always a good, a good looking guy. He always just comes in, drops like fifty on him with these lines, and then dips out. Yeah, they 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 really give him some some really motor mouth dialogue. He's got the clout. Uh, He's just rolling in like his essence. It's amazing. I love him. I can't get enough of that Stewie. Guy, yeah, that guy pulls it off. And and do you uh, do we think that do we think that. Kendall's gonna side with the proxy. He has battle to. Now? That... He's not doing a three-way battle. That doesn't make sense. He has to side with Stewie, right? I don't know. Like what? Like what? If he's going against his father, the proxy, and also the investigation, still like that doesn't make sense. I I, don't, I just don't see maybe, them writing that in. Maybe he's just he's just gonna snitch. He's just gonna. That's all he's gonna do. I don't know. Him and Gregory better better get their shit together though. That's all. That's all I got. 
I, I, I want the... Yeah, what? okay. Well, can you explain to me Greg's rationale here when he turned down the, like, millions from his, his, uh, his actual grandfather to side with the company that's obviously going under in terrible ways because he thinks he'll be, like promoted yeah like does greg actually think his family this family has a high enough opinion of him to give him any actual no i I think that's definitely a (laughs) built-in joke is just (laughs) what the hell does greg think he's gonna do i think i think for the company the like the background that they laid with the whole him having his weird meeting of what was the name of like the the next generation or something when tom bursts into his into his apartment that, that was given to him by Kendall, and there's just a bunch of these random, ex, like, lower exec-looking fuckers all dining with Gregory at the helm of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's had, he has that dinner party. I think that, that was, like, the background of, like, oh, Gregory's Gregory's trying to make some, some moves or something to, to, to give him some, some agency. I think the main thing he's focused on right now is circumventing Tom. Like, I think the whole last season he's been trying to get out from under Tom's little, like, not the blackmail, but just just under Tom's like purview and his discretion. So I think this move of right. siding with siding with Kendall in this uh, I guess takeover, he just saw it as a positive. He he uh he got his hotel room from Kendall. Kendall always seems to be kind of nice towards Greg. The, the pairing makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there's there's an immediate relationship that is that is established between Greg and Kendall, which is pretty interesting. That. Yes, come back around here at the end when Greg provides the uh, those those papers. The paper trail, man. Follow the paper. Fucking genius, man. <laughs> uh, I I'm not feeling loquacious about this show tonight, and I f- I'm I'm bummed out because I wanna, I wanna other... give it its its its, it's due. Proper, proper... Um, Do you have any other questions I mean, presented? We we gotta. I mean. I hope that uh, I hope that the banker comes back. That's just all I want to say about about that guy because I love him. Uh, Laird, the, the oh. guy played by Danny Houston. Yeah, I, he's I, I, good. I, I want him to come back. He's good. He's oh man, he's I so good. Uh, that we talked about that um, that scene where uh, where Roman and the team was held hostage uh, <laughs> overseas. For the, yeah. Uh, Beautiful stuff was amazing. from 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 him oh, and I, Danny I Houston. <laughs> and if only the Kurdish uh, catastrophe had happened before the show. Oh boy! You knew they could have fit some mind some that for some information. In Probably, yeah. Uh, I need to look up this guy's name because I really do actually. Are you talking about uh, him. Peter Friedman or who? Do you, which guy? Uh, yeah, Carl. Who 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 plays Carl? Oh. Is it Peter Friedman? No, no, Car- no, 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 no. Peter- that's that's Frank. That's Frank. Yeah. That's Frank. Are you talking about Fisher Stevens? Frank. Fisher Stevens. This is the guy from for Burn After Reading. Is is he the one who you're talking about? Carl, Carl. the guy who's no, 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 no. That guy's not it. Uh, <laughs> we're just, we're just doing quick guys. Google searches this- to find the right guy. <laughs> Just naming everyone on the show. Okay, hold on. I feel like hold it's, on, I feel, hold on. Just while you're doing that, I feel like it's unfair for us to not talk about good old Cherry Jones coming in and being the the like the foible or the the the, the foil to to Logan's family by having this weird what was it called like a media company? Is that what is that what she had? What was the, the the leader of her family? Oh, the Pierce. The Pierces. Uh, She's the she's the like Pierce the family. matriarch yeah, they, of the it, Pierces. They, they, 
they they kind of they, they they keep talking about them like like they're like uh, MSNBC or yeah. NBC or something like the that. The liberal rich people, I, like yeah, like <laughs> the, le- like leftish. The inverse of basically. I said, I said the ish, not ist. But they're not really because you know they're like super rich, and so you know, get to a point where it doesn't actually doesn't matter. You're the values that you're you know MSNBC is promoting, whatever doesn't. Wait, what are you so saying? You saying that you saying that billion, what are you what are you saying? I, I think you I think he's talking about class now. You he's know, talking about class. I just am not a fan of billionaires. Wait a minute, what? no, no, you can't come on here. On the Succession podcast, and not be sorry, a fan of a billionaire. Can we, can we mute him, Max? Can we can we get some censorship into this? Yeah, yeah we, we we ask for civility on the Piss please podcast. Be civil. Just please, come on. That's all we please, ask. Please, please. <laughs> no, but I uh, wait, wait. Is piss take a pun off of like mistake? Uh, no. It's like uh, Was it it's just a placeholder. Did you? Uh, kind of, <laughs> like I thought, I'm pretty sure it was just. Uh, we have a we have a we have a a, a placeholder uh, email, but no, this is this is I believe supposed to be the the final. Uh, David Rashi, David or David Rash, I don't know, but he's the guy. He's the Mormon from Burn After Reading, and he's Carl. He's the he's the he's like he's like I'm full disclosure. I'm having a parent. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I love that guy, uh, and I'm so glad that he's like a recurring character on this show. Um, piss take, okay, piss take. It's like a, I, 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 it was like actually like a con- complicated C.S. Lewis joke that I, imi- I initially made. Christ. Like, like the like the screw tape letters, which is about uh, about uh, a, a a a demon who like uh, sends his nephew demon. Uh, like letters on how to uh, properly like torture uh, people uh, were like uh, film bro demons. That's for those the... who wanted the extra information on the Piss Take podcast, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. The backstory finally. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're we're looking like we're about to we're gonna need to wrap up here soon, All right, right Jagan? Yeah, uh, getting around okay. that general time. So, all right. So we should probably so closing predictions. Yeah, uh, I think we already got the Connor for president. Like he he gets to that office, or he's getting pretty. He gets the primary at least. I think. Do we think there's gonna be a time skip? Do we think they're gonna do a like just months afterwards, or straight behind, straight after the the press conference? How do we think? Ooh, that's a good question. Because if there's a time I skip, it... I feel like that's more fruitful for the... I feel like it's probably going to pick up immediately because I th- that's just kind of how the show likes to do it. But I could see I could see why it would do a time skip. Um, I don't know. I, I th- Yeah, like how much longer can the patriarch be dying before <laughs> he actually dies? Oh, wait, do you think he's still dying? Do we think, wait... Do we think that Brian Cox is still ill? Because I know that we, me and you, Max, talked, and we always, you always kept coming at me with this, like, oh, maybe he still, maybe he still has that, like, the symptoms of the dementia or whatever it was. And I was never behind that theory. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know if he ever had dementia. <laughs> I, I think he's been dazzled so think, far down the, the rabbit hole. Yeah, I think, I think, I think he was just all an act somehow. <laughs> Damn, it was some weird act to make Kendall like step up and be a man. Yeah. And, and then eventually, you know, fly too close to the sun. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I think, yeah, I think that there's definitely going to be the, the Connor schism. I think that I think Shiv joins. Shiv. Sorry, go. Where, where will Shiv I fall? Think Shiv, I think Shiv joins Kendall. I think, I think it's been clear that Roman has had a, a, a maturation of some kind. And I think he's going to end up joining either his father or him and Jerry are going to do something. I don't, we haven't even talked about Jerry and Roman's relationship, which is amazing. But beautiful. I, it's, you love to see it. You really so do. So touching. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think Roman and Logan are going to end up having a, a pairing. And then Shiv, I think Shiv is actually going to end up with Kendall. I think Shiv, like romantically. I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's going to be some incest added. You know, HBO and their incest. They, they love it. Well, this show, this show is this show got into making a lot of incest jokes in the last few episodes, just just up and out of nowhere for some reason. Uh, so I I don't I have to it makes oh it makes me it makes me worry. Uh, but <laughs> I have a prediction for you three. Hit us. Okay. So my take is that this show is actually a strong advocate for a few Christian values here. Ooh. The first season is da- the dangers of greed, okay? We see Roman's greediness and anxiousness cause the rock to explode, okay? Dangers of greed. Uh, season two, monogamy, okay? <laughs> really important. Causes causes real strain to Tom's marriage. Um, so season three is going to be, you know, the family unity. That's where Connor <laughs> splits off. That's going to be when he has just not been respected as a contributing member of, you know, his family. And so he's just so hurt by this that I think that's when he goes rogue, does his presidential thing, or at least gains their respect through that way. I could see that happening. So I have to stick with my presidential take. Mike. Connor is like a, is some sort of like Christian familial unit <laughs> linchpin for the Roys. Uh, yeah, I think that he well, he's gonna have to get that Christian right to support yeah, his. I think he's base, already got it. So him. I could see <laughs> him just taking, you know, he's got a distance. He's got to marry Wyla. Willow, Willa? Uh, <laughs> the uh, aspiring Willow script writer. Yep, he's got to convert her to be making those Christian movies oh, that have the same plot. Um, <laughs> Jesus, and <laughs> you know, um, he's gonna have to make a few changes. Oh, gosh, that'd be curveball but i i wonder i gotta, wonder where willow's gonna go i gotta take for you does kendall get back with uh the pierce girl now that he's a free man does does, does kendall keep a girl for an entire season without his daddy dismissing her <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think he does this next season uh, man i don't know I don't know if there's romance in in Kendall, really. He's I don't know if that's that cocaine habit. No, he's yeah. not kicking with, that. With both he's of staying, he he's staying K- strong. Kendall with Kendall has one love. <laughs> the uh, the he only has eyes for one. Cocaine. Yeah. Oh god. The Betty White. Do we get any? Uh, um, do we get any Kendall kids shots next season? Because we were sorely lacking in, <laughs> in this season. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot he ask, had kids. What happened to his wife or his ex-wife? That was like such a big part of the first season, and it's just like, well, and a beautiful scene at the end of season yeah. one when he's just completely disassociating on the dance floor, yeah. like with them. That's oh my, like chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they do come back. I, I 
But, I would appreciate it. I don't think it's going to happen for some reason, but... Well, I mean, I, I think it, the, the, the idea there was just, you know, Logan just has him under lock and key. Mm-hmm. Just took him. Uh, man. This show's good. It is. I like this it show. Is. It would feel pretty bad if your dad could just walk up to you and be like, yeah, we didn't pack enough food for your girlfriend. <laughs> On our like million, while at yacht. the same time convincing you that you never brought up said girlfriend, even though you had multiple times. And also, can you um, go to jail for all of us, despite <laughs> being the only competent one at trial? That'd be great. Good job, son. I, uh, I, I love you. I guess. Will Will Logan use that against Kendall? Will Will Logan play that trump card? Will he Will he sell him out? And Again, yes. let everyone know what happened. I think it's a, that's that's one hundred percent. I think odds. Logan wanted. I think Logan wanted him to uh, to backstab him. Or, Did he want you know, him to, or was he just out. happy when it happened? Do you think he actually, or because do you think he orchestrated the fact that he was turned upon, or do you think that once it happened, he was okay with it because he realized he finally had created the the proper scion of his terrible. His son was finally a killer. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the second one. Okay. Uh, it's probably okay. the second one. I don't think he had faith in his son doing this, but when it happened... So then the question is, how, like, it. I feel like every every sibling except, I guess, Connor, because Connor doesn't matter, every sibling, like, this season was went through a process of Loganification, and I think, except yeah. for Shiv, maybe? I think, like, Shiv maybe it may have taken a step back. Oh, oh! You mean becoming more like yeah, him? Yeah, I think I think it was clear with Roman like more ruthless. Yeah, I think it was clear with Roman that <sighs> I what I don't know about that because I feel like Shiv Shiv commits like her most horrifying sin <laughs> when she's convincing the finale, the... when she yeah. yeah yeah you know I would, when track. She convinces... I would track yeah yeah so I think everyone that... does the loganification then I like that well I and you know and you said you think about like you know what are well, they say it, you know, like, if I don't do this, my family's company is going, yeah, is going under. And that's, that's it. Like, just to finally come out and say it, you know, like, all I want to do is Please just protect the, family. the money. Yeah. No, just protect the money, is, man. Is that what, okay, I, I was more drawn to she wants to protect her family. That's what I would, that's what I, I got from that. Not the money, not the, I don't, I don't know, when, when I got that from that conversation, it was more... Well, the family and the money, it's the family legacy. Yeah, it's the yeah. Like, status of having this conglomerate. I don't even think it's... I, I, I think, it's, I think totally, she's but, divested yeah. herself of the money. Like she's, she's, I think there's an, a realization that even if the company goes under, they're going to be fine financially. Like They have their own separate interests. They have their own like private mansions that they can sell off, and they have fi- 50 fucking of those. Connor can sell I think Napoleon, it's just the legacy itself. Uh, like the Fake penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't fake Napoleon penis? Five hundred thousand dollars purchase. <laughs> Fuck. And it's not even real. It's not even his real. Deal. No. Uh, how do you how do you point. how do you figure out not what's a, what's what's how how it's a real or not real uh, fake Napoleon penis? Like, what's the what's the science behind that? They they have they probably have Napoleon's DNA somewhere. Radiocarbon dating. Oh Jesus! They have his real for posterity. Corpse to come three hundred years from now, if my penis is out in the wild being sold, <laughs> do not. 
Something has gone. Something has gone off the rails. Something has gone. If you're out there, dystopian future. If you're out there listening to this on your way to the bullet farm, please don't buy Celebrate's penis. Please leave for just please leave that for me for my sake. Turn around, go collect your water. What if I think it has medicinal from the Morton Joe's Citadel? Uh, if you're up against the wall, the that's the only time I'd let you use my penis for bargaining sake. <laughs> Not as a weapon. No, not, not like as a weapon a for bargaining change. sake. I, I, I will remain pacifist uh, in my death. In post-mortem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how we could end it any better than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> well, true. Very fitting end. So uh, thank you. Thank you for having us on the, on the, on the piss. Yeah, hey, thank you. Thanks Max. for joining us. Thanks, thanks for joining you guys. And uh, we should do this again when season three starts, maybe. Oh, yes, I'm always down. That'd be wonderful. All right, cool. Yeah, and I'm just a substitute teacher, so, hey. you know, what do I do? Yeah, we'll call you up anytime. <laughs> we can we can just record it In class. while you're working. Yeah. Actually, yeah, can we, can we farm like, your kids. kids for some responses? Ask them if they're all cut up. Asking who the yeah I'll 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 find some of those seniors and I'll say hey you guys watch this show I, I need to know yeah if you, and give me your takes when I, I need to connect myself to the get, youths if we could get some theories generated from your brain trust yeah of senior of high school of high school seniors <laughs> please only the smarts and the brightest it, it could happen I have a surprising amount of autonomy and power with zero. Uh, like recourse for what I do. But. For some reason, I'm not yeah, surprised. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's amazing what happens when education is totally underfunded. Hey, and with hey. that, <laughs> hey. Yeah, with that, I must go to sleep. So good night, good night Jake. Guys. Good night. Was, uh, fun yeah. with you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Shout out to the Timberwolves. Yep. Thank you. See Adios. you. I'm pushing stop. Yeah, I thought I ended. How do I leave? Hosted by Maxwell Rogri and Benjamin Kaiser. Produced by Cody Garcia. With music thanks to Joseph McDade.